Welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. The 1985 film, The Color Purple, based on the book by Alice Walker, directed by Steven Spielberg, concerns trauma, tragedy. It is an Oscar-winning film, as, as I recall. The uh, Joining us today is Al from Al Speak Up podcast. Um, Al, thank you for um, joining us today. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Brian. I really appreciate it. Now, this uh, podcast is what I will sometimes call a commentary track type format, though some people have pointed out that it's not a commentary track. But in that tradition, if, if you would like to watch the movie while you are listening to the podcast, um, we'll, we'll be on the other side of the pause button if you'd like to pull up the movie. I did want to briefly mention a couple resources um, for you, among other resources that we'll be, we'll be getting into throughout the course of the show. The crisis text line in the U.S., you can text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741741. In the U.K., you can text SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, to 85258. And as I say, check your local listings, depending on where you are in the world, because I believe there are some other text lines. Um, so Al, thank you for being here today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I had mentioned b b before, um, um, stumbling today, um, I'm just, I'm just going to work through it, you know, that's, that's, that's the only yeah. way to do it, you know. Yeah, I, but I had mentioned, um, be, be, before I hit record, um, I do remember seeing the color purple uh, when it came out. I don't remember, and I think I mentioned, I, I distinctly remember the way it was filmed because I think that the, mm -hmm. the, the, the photography and whatnot of the film was very distinct. Um, but it's been a while since, since I've seen that. Um, I absolutely loved it. Um, it's one that I watch. It's on my repeat list. Um, I, As I was mentioning to you before, I get pretty much the same reactions and just about every single part of the movie as I always did the first time that I watched the movie. I remember when I was a kid I saw it yeah. and well, I don't do all the crying anymore but yeah. I literally from like within the first minute or two in the movie was weeping from there yeah. all the way through to the end. Yeah. Um, I just felt so connected with the characters especially with the main character Seeley and uh, yeah. it, it was an amazing amazing experience for me uh, and isn't that um interesting though I mean the, the way that you remember a movie when, when you saw it younger versus today and, and you see it again current mm -hmm. day and it's like sometimes you have the same reaction sometimes you don't I always, yeah. I always find that uh interesting how it's not always the same reaction and there's mm -hmm. some that I see again and it's like oh I like this movie more than I remember it and some where you watch it again and it's like I, I like this movie what, what was I thinking <laughs> so <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> even especially when your own life experiences like yeah. You start watching something again after you've gone through many different things or, or learned different things. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing to see if you'll have the same reactions or if it changes or if, say, the, the same general gist of feeling or emotion is there. Yeah. Um, but you have a different understanding because your point of view has maybe changed. It's, it's yeah. amazing. 
Definitely. Well, what um, what what brought you on on your journey into the you know the the the, the wonderful world you know wonderful in quotes you know <laughs> um, world of, of uh, mental health? What what prompted you on on, on your journey th- through all this? Well, I I feel like I might be in a common thread when I say this, but um, my own personal. Uh, mental health and issues or growth experiences, whatever you want to call them, you know, um, is literally what got me started on this journey. I mean, I wanted to understand me. I wanted to know what was happening um, in my life and, and try to understand these things. And so, yeah, there you go. How how have you been holding up through all the, the this COVID stuff? I've actually been doing pretty good. I was fortunate enough to not have to be furloughed for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, I was it was only about well, it still felt too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like like from I would say end of March. Um, all the way through to the first week of July. It's about when I started going back to work. Um, and it was, it was decent. I guess I was fortunate that I was in that point where the stimulus monies had been approved. And so I was able to have that extra to help keep me yeah. afloat and sustained. So until I got back to work. Yeah. So um, yeah that for me i won't say it was a breeze because i had many days where it's like what day is it what time is it yeah yeah (laughs) um but i started doing things like going for walks um i would make sure like i have men's groups that i attend so i made sure i knew when they were going on through zoom so i mean it wasn't that physical connection but at least it was better than nothing at all so yeah and I have a roommate, so we would talk to each other upon the occasion, you know, cool. and just cool. Cool. help each other through it. So. Good deal. Good deal. Well, um, now, one thing you're doing with your podcast is, is having those the, the, those conversations that mm-hmm. um, we need to be having. And I, I'm sorry, but I'm so happy to hear that because we're, we're at a point in, in our world just where we, we were... At, at that moment where we're, we're having those uh, conversations, one of the things that um, has been brought up uh, several times is the disparity, not, not only in the insurance coverage and how mental health is being treated in terms of mm-hmm. just a, a routine doctor visit and it's, you know, with a counselor, it's treated differently than a regular doctor and stuff like that. And, but also in communities of color, where mm-hmm. the, the mental health treatment and, and recovery options tend to be more um, limit, limited in many ways than, than, than elsewhere. Yeah. yeah, yes, yes. You're, 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 you're so accurate on what you're saying. Um, there's a lot going on there. It's, it's, it's a huge, huge, just like, rubber band ball to deal with like you know just layer after layer after layer yeah, of getting yeah. down to stuff so beyond you know the systemic things that have been going on for years or so no i shouldn't say just beyond it but along with um 
and that's a huge chunk and i'm not trying to just gloss over it um but there's also just culturally i mean at least i'll speak for myself within my own family you know these are things that we don't really talk about um not that i mean it's yeah i mean if someone has issues or whatever then they might keep it private or keep it close to just a few people but the community yeah. as a whole does is not known to do a whole bunch in regards to mental health and mental health issues um and and that that actually comes a lot of it stems from you know the systemic racism that's in this country because you anything that's going to continue to possibly get you labeled as less than mm. not worthy uh, you know not fully human things like that mm-hmm. you just you you know we sweep that under the rug you know yeah. don't want to act yeah. crazy because yeah. then, you know, we, yeah and it's such a huge burden for people of color and african-american communities to have you know to deal with but that being said there are a lot of black people and especially young black people that speak up and speak out you know it's like they're i'm just tired of dealing with this like yeah. we got to face yeah. our issues yeah yeah oh and and I, i'm so encouraged by that i'm extremely oh. extremely encouraged by that cool well one thing i wanted to ask you about is in the u.s and, and i and i mentioned this as a preface for those who might be listening outside of the u.s but in the u.s right now there was recent legislation that you may have heard about the the, the, the suicide hotline number where mm-hmm. there's that three-digit number which will take effect i think in two three years time and w- which is good news you know th- there's no, no doubt about that it's good news i i i cannot help but be skeptical though with some of the fine print and some of the you know what what it means in the long term because if and i've gotten i don't want to say grief from a lot of people but but i have in many ways who, who because there tends to be uh, a chorus of oh how wonderful this is and this is going to solve so many problems my concern though is what's to prevent this 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 new suicide hotline number you know the three digit one which is mm-hmm. going to be the same one but only difference being the three digit what's going to prevent that from being another number where the cops get called out and you have a repeat of what happened in rochester you have a repeat of what happened in denver you have a repeat of all these different scenarios so so while oh, it is man. good news i do have a lot of you know what i mean I, i'm just very skeptical that beyond the good news that that, that there's no more good news beyond the initial good news you know you know what i mean i do i understand <laughs> you completely i didn't think of it like that i just thought oh this would be a great thing you don't have to yeah. worry about learning mm-hmm. these like whole 10 digits and yeah. keeping it in mind or whatever especially if you're in a state where you feel that you need to talk to someone i mean yeah. that could seem like a whole bunch of numbers to dial just yeah. you know what i'm saying but yeah. the yeah. hotline number and so having three digits like our emergency system that that seems great but i never equated it and thought to myself they're probably going to send a police officer which that's it's hugely concerning to me because 
they're not trained for the most part to know yeah. how to deal. I'm not saying none of them are. Yeah. You know, I'm, most, the majority, I would say, if my belief, and it may be backed up, it may not be, right. but my belief mm-hmm. that most police officers mm-hmm. are not trained to deal with mental health situations. Um, and then a the super scary thing is, is that they're still not really trained to treat people of color and black people the same as they would treat non, Correct. you know, people of color, like white people. And so, whew, but there is light. I mean, we do have, was it a, yeah. was it a county in Kentucky, I believe? Um, and there's place other places, I think, doing it as well, started sending mental health workers out with, police officers when they get like domestic calls you know whether it's violence or abuse or whatever or calls for people having what might seem to be a mental health crisis um and that has severely i won't say severely but it has greatly that's the word i'm looking for uh decrease their rates of arrests and instances where there might be injuries with guns and things uh-huh. like that. Um, so if we can get training coupled with all that, and, and I'm a firm believer in that, like, uh-huh. yeah, you want safety, you want to make sure everyone's safe, well, then why don't you do that full circle? You know, it's not just the physical or threat of force safe, but, you know, a person may be hurting themselves because they're just mentally incapacitated. The best way to deal with them is not to kill them, but to, you know, get them the help they need. Absolutely. And and, and you mentioned the the different crisis intervention teams. In some in some Mm -hmm. jurisdictions and cities are called crisis intervention teams and other cities there. There's different terms and and different different verbiage for the different departments and different. But but you're right. And, And it is comforting in some way to know that there's those crisis teams that are coming mm-hmm. in to work with different police departments. So now if we can just, hopefully this country can get on board and have, wouldn't it would be nice, would it not be nice <laughs> if every police department yes. has people, like a team, a crisis, Correct. whatever you want to call Correct. it, they have a team that can be called upon at the same time to go and respond. That should be the goal, I think. Oh, absolutely, definitely, because it's in in in. I'm drawing a blank again, so I'm, I'm going to work through this. I'm not going to, <laughs> not going to uh, just going to work through this. Because um, because one of the things with the you know with, with mental health issues is it's never in a vacuum. There's it's never in a vacuum. It's always going to be related to. The city or town you're in, it's always going to be related to the person who's seeking help. There's mm-hmm. always going to be some element of of education, of, of advocacy, of uh, s- simple representation in many ways and, and diversity mm-hmm. that will play a role in this. Yes. And the notion that one size fits all is not always it's not always the case. Mm-mm. You're absolutely right. And that is very true, especially in regards to representation. I mean, it would be nice if everyone, there was, you know, a team or a number of teams with every department across the country. But however, I feel that 
all members of their teams should have a good representation of the citizenry in that area. Like, mm-hmm. you know, don't keep sending a whole bunch of, say, you know, white or Latino people to black communities, you know, or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mm-hmm. saying it has to be perfect all the time, but the people need to be a part of that community as well. Know the at the very least be a part of the community that they're serving, yeah. and know the people within the community and have good relationships with them. That is that yeah, because having just some stranger that you've never even seen at say the grocery store before, true, you know, yeah. that still can be a little off-putting as well. Yeah. Well, one thing um, I also wanted to ask you, and you sort of touched on this a bit, is the 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 defunding of police departments and i don't know how much of a conversation that is outside of the us but but here in the us mm-hmm. i have always understood that to mean not you know disbanding the police department entirely because obviously there there you know that would not serve the public interest but but mm-hmm. i had always understood it to be transferring resources such as you know the, the the crisis intervention teams or you know mental health um, workers, and and transferring those resources to mm-hmm. outside of law enforcement to assist with law enforcement, so that it's not in in the the purview of law enforcement, but it's in the the purview of assisted organizations and agencies. Right, and it's so refreshing to hear you you understand it in a way that I understand it because. So many people see it as, oh, you just want to get rid of the police department. And, and it's like, no, we're not <laughs> calling for that. <laughs> we're calling for, you know, let's stop giving them more and more equipment to murder us with. How's yeah. that sound? Yeah. You know, let's, I mean, the word defund, I think, is an unfortunate word to put on it. Um, it should maybe be like asset reallocation of some sort or, you know, it's it but it's still a way of supporting and strengthening even but in a more positive way the the police departments as well because i mean what a great asset you then become instead of constantly being a fear to the people that you're supposed to be serving and protecting but now you can help change that because it's saying wait we have a we're growing an understanding of who it is we actually serve and that we're supposed to protect and protection comes in many forms even in the form of we're going to get you to a mental hospital if that's needed you know or we're going to get make sure that you get connected to like uh, a mental health services provider or something you know um that's what i see it as so much because how many times with a lot of these stories that we read whether they end up with someone dying or not they may be hurt or they may just be thrown in jail or how many of them have a common thread of the perpetrator or criminal whatever word you want to use regardless of their ethnicity comes down to this person has underlying mental health issues that are not being addressed or were, but then stopped or, you know, or need to be continued, right? How many times Correct. does this happen? Correct. There's a common thread there, is there Definitely. not? Definitely. And so, and because a lot of these instances in, in the past year alone, and correct me if I'm wrong, but these tend not to be isolated incidences. These are something where there's been a, a pattern of 
mm -hmm. you know, example after example after example. Of and, not just the person that was arrested or yeah. killed, but even of the officers involved. I mean, how many of these stories we hear, this is not their first time. Mm -hmm doing what they did or doing something similar or over time they start to see a pattern of escalation they've had disciplinary issues in the past and, and, and things like that so mental health it would be good all around you know for everyone not just the citizens but even well the police officers are citizens as well so all around just just promoting more health and access to that it'd be good all around definitely because this is um and, and i've i and i don't understand why it is seen as a political issue well well, well part of me part of me knows why you know the the cynical part of me as far as you know wanting people wanting to get ratings and people <laughs> wanting to you know divide and conquer but beyond that mm -hmm. i really don't understand why it is a why it is seen as a political issue at the end of the day, whether whoever someone votes for, and uh, you know, not to get into politics, but at the end of the day, it's all about keeping the community safe. And so I don't understand why, if there's something that can get you directly from point A to point B, mm -hmm. that does so in an efficient and economic and efficient manner, why is that seen as you know what I mean? It, it's something where I do. I, I don't. I mean, I usually my answer to that is a typical response. I mean, the number one thing for me, well, it's the thing that drives everybody, and it, in some way, it's money. I mean, yeah. those that are in control, so to speak, in power. You know the politicians that have been doing these mm. things for years they're not going to implement or do something that's going to decrease or, or cut or limit the amount of money that they can make in line their yeah. pockets with while they're yeah. in this office that again is supposed to be serving us yeah right? correct. Working correct. For us, right? correct um so the, the common thought and the common thread is, well, you got to have to hire all these additional people to train all these additional people to do these jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, it's money. It's, yeah. that's, I mean, those who have it want to keep on to, with yeah. it and those who don't want to get it. Um, and people make these choices and decisions, even um, with medications. Yeah you know how much they cost or can yeah. cost you know if a person doesn't have health care that you know provides for that that, that has, has a low copay or no copay and yeah. just lets them get their medication they have to make these choices do i eat yeah or do i get meds do i pay rent yeah. or do i get meds do i pay my car payment so yeah. i can go back and <laughs> yeah. go to work so i can keep yeah. eating or yeah. do <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah. i'm saying exactly exactly but you so know what I mean? Priorities. We, yeah. we emphasize way too much outside of ourselves instead of investing in ourselves and one another so that we can continue to live and be happy and healthy. Correct. Because it's, and, and that saying about, you know, the, the, the pound of prevention worth, you know, the, the mm -hmm. thing. The ounce. Yeah. 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 I got the, you. Because I, I just, because it's just <laughs> like my mind why, on one hand, you've got a, a certain elected official, n no names which elected official I'm referring to, who 
just goes on, on a soapbox attacking different states, governors and mayors, et cetera, et cetera, who mm-hmm. are, are doing what they can to bring revenue into their state to open up the resources for, for the artists, for, you know, for the musicians who have really been taking a hit during all this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. tourism, even a lot of a lot of cities are not seeing a lot of tourists and and commerce and conventions and whatnot, and to see an elected official get up on a soapbox and and you know denigrate the you know the efforts to because that's something that that benefits everyone you know if people are doing mm-hmm. better. If, if there's a better economy, if there's better access to resources that help people get better, that benefits, that benefits the, you know, it benefits everyone. It, it helps yes. prevent people from, yeah. um, you know, the, the thing, you know, the devil finds work for idle hands. You know, there, there's mm-hmm. some grain of truth in that. If it's people, so. yeah, if people don't have the resources to, um, to, to go to work if they don't have the resources if they're if they're working full time to musicians, then <laughs> there's consequences of them not having those resources at, at their disposal. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, it's our. I don't know. My just when I think about things, I'm like, if our society as a whole. Like if we could say use something like what's going now on this pandemic to just yeah. in the way begin the journey of reinventing ourselves, mm-hmm. how we respond to one another, you know, how we treat one another, um, the sources and resources that we have available. Just think about that. Even if a person didn't have their own personal mental health issues, like were great we'll say you know they didn't have like a specific diagnosis or whatever they're still going to have a time in their life where they're going to get down get you know go through the blues or whatever um have stuff happen that they're going to have a moment and have to maybe seek out some help with learning how to process and deal with right yeah having these things available for everybody regardless of whether or not they can afford it how much better our society could be as a whole yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely because there's and, and that's one of the reservations i have about the and I emphasize good news because it is good news but mm-hmm. one of the reservations i have about the, the you know a lot of the resources being put in the the worst case scenario of, of the suicide prevention hotline and mm-hmm. it just boggles my mind as to why all the money is going to to that well, there's another mentality at play here too. So you, do you you know the difference between, uh, we'll say, uh, Eastern or not Eastern, we Eastern, yeah, or TCM, like the philosophies of like traditional Chinese. Oh yeah, yeah, like like Western and Western like, medicine, yeah. huh? you yeah. know, whereas Western is more we focus on the symptoms and trying yeah. to treat the symptoms whereas yeah. you go to the more eastern philosophies it's no we're going to you know get pinpoint down to the core to what the actual problem is because sure. if we do that then all the other symptoms will take be taken care of yeah um i in our society that just that idea of western medicine even in just itself and all over society it's, we see it all the time. It's permeated, you know. Oh, we have this problem. So this symptom is happening. So we'll just focus on fighting that and throw them in jail or yeah. 
you know, whatever, right? Um, yeah. Instead of saying, well, let's get to the underlying. Uh, exactly. What's causing these exactly. people to do what they're doing, respond how they're, or act, or whatever it is, let's mm-hmm. deal with that. You know, because the core comes down to so many different things. Like, I mean, it comes down to racism. It comes down to the big boy, I mean, not the, boy, the good old boy club. You know, it mm-hmm. comes in that way of thinking. It comes down to a mentality of, you know, that, um, blue code or you know you don't snitch or you know all those different things these they're they're symptoms of something greater mm-hmm. you know and if we can get to that greater our country then would be even much more better De- definitely a great place to live definitely i i agree because the because putting all the attention on the end result symptom that just that makes no sense to me you know, and I don't think I don't think it's fair to those who are living with, you know, bipolar depression, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think it's fair to them that they have to be at the worst time ever to get mm-hmm. attention. I don't I don't think that's fair. It just mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Why? You know what I mean? So it just yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, so. Um, Drawing a blank again. So, so I'm going to work through this. Um, um, yeah. So I. Um, but yeah, you 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 are correct though that it's not just a mental health issue only. It's it's hardly ever just in a vacuum. It you know yeah. life doesn't work that way. <laughs> you know you can't oh. really put you know <laughs> it'd be nice if if it was, but um, no life. You can't put stuff in, in a neat little box. Um, I mean, so, yes, are things, some things genetic or, you know, or hereditary born with it in the genes and the DNA? Sure, mm-hmm. definitely. And these things, issues, mental health issues even can be passed on. However, the more this is the generation before starts to have the tools and resources that are needed to deal with and process and, and, and learn to, to, to live with or live better with or to surmount um i don't know if you always overcome but you definitely know what to do you have a more become more aware you know and more present with self um to allow you to deal with things as they come up Mm -hmm. in a way that works better for you as an individual once you do that it seems to me that it would mean that instead of continuing to pass these things down we're, what we're passing down is is great coping skills and great coping mechanisms and, mm-hmm. and great ways of learning to treat ourselves and each other you know thus all these other issues i wouldn't say they're going to disappear but we were more prepared to know how to deal with stuff yeah. and to know how to handle things yeah. Do you think the incoming, you know, younger kids, you know, be it the TikTok generation or generations Y or Z or whatever they're called now, do you think they're going to take a more active hands-on approach to all of this? And it seems like, you know, the, the baby boomers have, or, you know, the greatest generation or the, you know, generate extras like, like myself, or uh, do, do you, do you see that happening or do you, do you think that it'll. I, I actually do because here's the deal. So we're both Xers. Mm-hmm. And so prior the generation to us with that one before us was what boomers. Mm-hmm. I think. 
Okay, so I would say near the end, like so, like if you have younger parents or whatever, say in their sixties or fifties, like near the end um, of boomers and definitely all through Xers, like we had to look at world and, and learn things in the world. A lot of stuff happened in the nineties. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, just <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That's right. uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and, but at the same time, we've seen so many things change, you know, we were like right there at the, the cusp of all the change, you know, yeah. to what we are now in this modern technological yeah. age, you know, yeah. um, I know for myself, and I'm, I'm sure you too can remember when we didn't, we wouldn't be able to do something like that. Well, even, even in, in the world, I mean, even the notion of there being a West Germany and an East Germany and, yeah. you know, the, the Berlin yeah. Wall. And <laughs> yeah, so to answer your question, I think that the generations um, after us, I mean, even a lot of the millennials, um, but more so those after them, mm-hmm. because they had parent, us as parents or mm-hmm. uncles or, you know, brothers yeah. and sisters yeah. or cousins, you know, yeah. aunts, like they see things a little differently. My two sons, they are 20 and 22. I talk about them all the time because I am just overjoyed with them yeah. two guys. You know, some people could look at it and say, well, they haven't done anything special. And I'd say to myself, they survived. Man. Yeah. yeah. And they still live <laughs> and they're both superly intelligent, yeah. super intelligent. You know, yeah. they great boys, right? Yeah. We have conversations and talk and some of the things they say just just absolutely astounds me (laughs) and it's not just them i mean it's a lot of other kids you know like i have nephews and 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 i watch you know i read their posts and things like that on social media and then i have people's other like my friends children you know and i listen to them and they all like seem to have this they're strong people let me tell you i think the things will get better and can get better um it's just more people just have to be willing to stand up and say, listen, I got to talk, take care of myself, mm-hmm. get my issues together. Yeah. And then yeah. in the process, I'm going to be there to support, you know, you, whoever you may be that you, you know, yeah. doing the same thing. And people just need to, no, I won't say need to, I know for myself, what it has come down to is that the more honest I am about where I am, what I'm facing, what I'm going through, finding resources and tools to to understand and deal with it, yeah. um, the better off I am and the better person I become. So cool. more of us keep doing that. Definitely, definitely. So <laughs> it's um, definitely, and and I, I, I'm hoping that with that, that there will inevitably be a um, end to all the, the stigma and stereotype and mischaracterizations and, and, and yes. BS about, um, you know, using OCD as an adjective or mm-hmm. using bipolar as an adjective, um, right. you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And um, so confident that, that that can be a thing in the past. Definitely. You know, I, I think that there's more visibility. Like a lot of these kids, in the younger generations they see a lot of things more common now every day like oh well this is my friend so and so they 
have autism or are autistic or how I, I don't want to mm-hmm. offend anyone. I'm not well versed on the verbiage for, mm-hmm. for it. Um, you know, or this is my friend so-and-so who, you know, is really great and awesome, but they, you know, they have Down syndrome or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, these kids yeah. are exposed to a lot more now, mm-hmm. a lot more diversity in their Definitely. lives. Definitely. Um and that I think is helping a lot because a lot Definitely. of people are more open. At least this is who I am, except me or mm-hmm. not, you know. Definitely. And I think that is really helpful too. Definitely. No. Um, definitely. No. Um, as we as we wind down um, for this episode, I did want to mention a couple resources for, for her um, for everyone. I know that there is Mental Health America, which is mm-hmm. mhanational.org. There's also National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI.org. Um, are there any, any others that, that I, I, I think I should mention today? Any other resources? Um, the only thing is I would always, because being a veteran, uh-huh. I, I like to you know make sure that there are veterans out there who don't know, and there are those who don't know, but uh-huh. you, know, you can look into your local VA for yeah, help definitely. if needed um you can get an advocate for yourself if you need one to help help you navigate how to get through everything um and there's other just organizations in general i can't name any right off the top of my head yeah. but that google or whatever you use to search will give you a mm-hmm. wealth of information yeah. what's available out there um just veterans are near and dear to my heart because i did serve oh. myself and so um yeah just be on the lookout take care of yourselves and just google it man (laughs) (laughs) well don't look at the bad stuff but definitely just if you're looking for help you'll find these resources you know right there yeah definitely and i I do want to remind everyone that 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 you're 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 not alone you are are definitely not not alone not um so so i'll thank you thank you for, for being here today i appreciate it Brian, thank you for having me. I enjoyed the conversation. Uh, likewise. And uh, thank you those at home or at work or driving to work or home from work or wherever you, you may be. So thank you everyone for listening. Uh, stay safe and uh, talk with you next time. Uh, bye.